Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Nicole Stanfield. Since 2014, Nicole has owned her own business and worked to improve herself through personal development. After experiencing burnout last summer, she now helps successful business owners and entrepreneurs who feel unfulfilled and struggle to get out of bed in the morning to work through burnout so that they can love what they do. You can learn more about her at My Intuition Coach. Dot com. And okay, all my people pleasers, type A's and hard workers, you're going to want to listen to this episode because we're talking about burnout today. What's the link between burnout and self-betrayal? You're about to learn as my next guest, Nicole, shares how burnout is a form of self-betrayal and more importantly, what we can do about it. Here she is. Okay, everybody. So I have Nicole Stanfield with us today. And what's so uh, exciting for me about this conversation is we're going to be, you know, we talk about betrayal of a family member, a partner, a friend, but we're talking today about self-betrayal and it's coming from a very particular place. It's coming from a place of burnout. So we're going to, we're going to tie the two together. So let, let me just first welcome Nicole to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Debbie. So glad oh, to be here. We're just so glad to have you. And it's interesting because right before, um, we, you know, before I hit record and we were chatting, you had asked me about my own burnout story. And and everybody listening to the show knows about my. I think they all know about my betrayal story, but they don't know about my burnout story. And it's so common. And I think what happens is we get into this mess because we're so capable. So we keep taking on things until we can't. So real briefly, and this will, and then you can pick this apart and see what you can do with, you know, with this here. So here I was now imagine this was back, back in the day. I, uh, I had my own business and, and I had four kids and, and six dogs and a husband and a home and doing it all and thinking I'm doing it all well. And I started getting really sick first with symptoms, but I didn't have the time to pay attention. I was too busy. The symptoms turned into illnesses. Again, you know, I was just too busy. Then conditions and eventually full-blown disease. And uh, things got so bad that I actually had to give up my entire business with clients that I loved because I couldn't get out of bed. You name it, I had it. And I had a feeling that it had something to do with the toxic relationships I had and the chronic unmanaged stress and this mental chaos. So I had surgery and while I healed, I studied to become a whole health coach back in that day, back in the the day, which is a health expert trained to teach how your lifestyle creates health or wellness or illness and disease. And sure enough, I learned that that at the root of just about everything uh, was that stress and that toxic lifestyle. I changed everything. I mean, I cut the ties to those toxic relationships. I changed my level of stress and I healed from everything. And it was so profound. It absolutely put me on this trajectory. It changed my business and it it changed so many things. So when we talk about burnout, is that kind of what you're talking about? Absolutely. I think it's the concept of I'm too busy to deal with it. I don't have time right now because I'm so busy taking care of everybody else and making sure that their needs are met that I forget to take care of myself And I forget to say that I have needs too. A lot of times, especially as women, we forget to acknowledge that, you know, I I need to take care of myself. And my burnout showed up and I'm 
you know, I have two dogs and um, just a husband. So I don't even have as many people as you did depending on you. And I still was in burnout. You think that I don't have so much on my plate. So why did it happen to me? But the way that it showed up for me was I, I would, I could only do like 15 minutes of work before I'd have to take an hour long break. My productivity was crazy high. Like I mean, it's low. Sorry. It took forever to do anything. And I, I had no ideas. I was angry with people. I was grumpy all the time. I would get through the week with caffeine and sugar, quite frankly. Looking back, I see that now. I didn't see it at the time. And then on the weekend, I would just sit there and I have no energy. I'd always feel like I was sick or I was recovering from being sick because my energy was so low. And I, I didn't want to talk to people. And I just... I didn't want to do anything and I didn't care anymore. So I'm a overachiever and have done so many things and been super busy in my life. So this was a totally new place to be. And I had no idea what to do. I was terrified and I didn't know how to move forward. Luckily, my husband is a teacher and he was taking a course on burnout. And he started to tell me some of the things that and, you know, our, our symptoms of burnout, such as not wanting to try new things, not wanting to get out there, not wanting to talk to people, um, not wanting to build relationships. Those are all signs of burnout. And the things that I just said that were showing up for me, anger, frustration, um, wanting to be reclusive, those are also signs of burnout. And I had no idea. I thought I was just, I don't know, falling apart. <laughs> and, and you know what happens? It's I see this particularly with women. We're so capable, so we keep taking on things until we can't. And we're also conditioned to put ourselves last and to take care of everybody else and then take care of ourselves if and when, you know, when everybody else is cared for. But of course, by that time, there's no time, energy or motivation left. And it it's so... It, these symptoms are so real, and the challenge that I see is they're uh, they're they're not um, they're blown off by you know we we can go head into the whole medical community here, and they're sort of you know well you just stressed you need rest, and I remember when this happened the second time, um, it happened again, and I said you know what Th I was being now at this point diagnosed with. I mean, things I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I don't have enemies, but if I did. And um, and no one can come up with anything. So I did my own research. And sure enough, it came back uh, to the, constantly to this idea of adrenal fatigue and uh, adrenal dysfunction. And I went to see a functional diagnostic nutritionist who tested me. Sure enough, I was in like the worst stage of it. I healed. I was so lit up by what I learned. I became a functional diagnostic nutritionist because we walk around with these stress-related issues and disorders and burnout. And it's just, we can barely function. Mm -hmm. And we think it's normal, especially if you run your own business or an entrepreneur, you feel like you start your business and you finally make money and that's great. But then you continue to run your business like a startup. There's things that I ask people who run their own businesses. Like when did you take the, your last two week vacation? Do you take national holidays off? Do you work on your sick days? Do you have days time when you are unavailable to your clients? And a lot of them answer no to most of those questions because they don't want to lose a client because they don't want their business to fall apart because they're the only one making decisions. And I get that. And at the same time, we need to support each other to say that if the basic average full-time employee gets those things off, then we should probably figure out a way to give them to ourselves as well. 
And right, it makes so much sense. But when we're running our own businesses, we're like such an afterthought. That's so, yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. So, so how do we, how does this become a self-betrayal? So when I was experiencing those things and, and I was in burnout, I uh, took a week off to get better, to heal myself. One week. And <laughs> one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty optimistic. <laughs> and so I, I didn't have any commitments. I canceled everything. All I had to do was feed myself and sleep, basically. And I thought by the end of the week, I would be better. Everything would be fine. And by the end of the week, I was worse. And I could barely go to the store five minutes away to get more food for myself. Um, and I felt like I had... I didn't know what was going on. I didn't, I felt so lost and I felt like I didn't know how to take care of myself. And I felt betrayed because I'm the one who's supposed to be steering the ship. I'm the one who's supposed to be doing all these amazing things and, and working towards my goals. And I just didn't have anything left to give for anybody, um, let alone even myself. I barely had anything to give myself. Taking a shower in the morning and getting up was an accomplishment. So when you were talking about the struggle to get out of bed in the morning, that's where I was. And it's like, wait, I'm, I'm abusing myself. I'm, I'm taking advantage of myself. I've pushed myself. I've always been the person that could push and push and push and keep going. And I couldn't keep going. And I'm, I'm pretty young to have burnt out, right? Uh, I've had some people tell me that and be like, why? Why did I do that to myself? So that's where I feel like the betrayal came in, that I just, I just ran over myself and I didn't listen to anything I wanted or what was best for me. And that's the thing. It's not like we're not getting these signs. We are. We're just not paying attention to them and we're just trying to, to just move past them anyway. You know, I always, I, I, I sort of equate it to like if you're driving in your car and, and there's that red engine light that comes on and the engine light says, hey, check your engine. Now, this would be the same thing if we're just too busy. It's as if we're putting a sticker over the light, like we're actually yeah. doing something. And now think about what happens with that car. We're not fixing it. Eventually, it's going to, you know, just won't start for us. And we do that to ourselves. And also, I want everybody to know these symptoms are very real. I, I mean, I personally remember, I have stairs in my house, holding onto the railing, pulling myself, pulling myself up. It felt like I was walking through mud all day. I would wake up in the morning, feel like I could go right back to bed. It was just ex such extreme exhaustion. And I was just, I was so, I was so crushed. Why would I do this to myself? And my energy was so low and I just was frustrated and I was angry and I had to make some really big changes and walk away from some things big clients, money, stuff that I didn't want to, that was really, really hard. I lost relationships, um, whether they were necessarily toxic. Some of them were, and I released those. Some of them were just circumstantial and needed to happen. And it was, it was so hard and it was just crushing that I, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to any of those signs because I was too busy pushing through pushing on to the next thing and the next project and getting stuff done and not taking lunches and not taking breaks and not even taking bathroom breaks. I know mm -hmm. it sounds silly, but I've talked to so many people and they're like, I don't remember when I got up to do that. And that's a basic bodily function that we're not even listening to. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, when you said something, this is so important. 
where about those relationships, those toxic relationships are now, whether this is because of a betrayal or they're just energy vampires, narcissists, whatever's going on in your life, these relationships are so damaging to your health. And I'll never forget how, um, and this was actually, this was my first betrayal, my family betrayal. And I remember realizing how damaging these relationships were and the the founder of the National Institute of Whole Health, who was really mentoring me while I was going healing from my own burnout, I cut the ties. And she said, Debbie, it's like watching you trade an anchor for a pair of wings. And I'll never forget that. That change right there was one of the most profound things I could do to help myself heal at the time. What are some things that you recommend to your clients to help them heal? I love, I love that metaphor from an anchor to a set of wings because, well, some of the tips that I give my clients when when you're in burnout and you're overwhelmed, like you just need super small little things that you can do right away that you can start seeing some progress with. So one of those things is just setting a lunch break and putting it in your calendar. When are you going to take it? Every day. I don't care when you take it, just take something, take a break, walk away. Your client work isn't that important. Or even if you're working as an employee, you deserve to take a lunch break. You're supposed to have one. And then when you want to end your day and when you want to start your day, some of those basic things, really important. Um, some other small things that you can do within, in 20 minutes or less a day, you can do mindfulness meditation five minutes. It doesn't have to be that long. I was super judgmental when I first heard about meditation and I was like, ah, only hippies do that. I'm not going to do that. However, it helped change my brain from being reactive to everything and just exploding and not having any control to being more reflective. And then I could take a beat and then respond. And it was kind of like being in the matrix and seeing bullets whiz past me. It was really cool when it happened, but um, and I, I want to stop you. Yeah. And I just want to stop ahead. you there because you mentioned mindfulness. Is there a particular mindfulness practice or practitioner that really helped you? Yeah. So I use the Headspace app. Super simple on my phone. I meditated before our interview today. There are some really great ways to um, make it easy to incorporate into your day. I also read the book, Just Sit, which is basically like, just meditate. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And then I found some YouTube videos that are super short. Um, guided was really easy to start with in the beginning because then it made me feel like, okay, I can do this and I know what I'm doing. Um, now I sometimes will sit at night before bed and just meditate, just breathing. And that's all I'm doing. There's nothing to do with anything else. Right. And, you know, and I love the idea of, of you suggesting guide, guided meditations, because especially for that busy monkey mind, there's so much chatter. I know that really helped me too, because then I could, I could listen to somebody and, you know, to, to someone speaking or, and especially if they had a soothing voice. Now you have to be careful because if they have an annoying voice to you, it's not going to work, but uh, it has to be a voice that you can, you know, you can appreciate and, and, and works for you, but then you're listening and it sort of gives you some direction. And that could be, that could be pretty helpful. Um, that's, I mean, and that's, that is, it's so simple, but we don't, we don't take the time to do it. I mean, do you recommend maybe scheduling it within our day at certain points or how do you make sure, how do you suggest it gets done? Yeah. Yeah. So find a time when you are, um, like right before you're going to do something that you're struggling with and be like, take a break and do some meditation. That's when I found it was really useful. You can schedule it in the mornings. You can schedule it at night. I've done it both times. It's great. But sometimes when I felt like I was getting into those old habits that led me into burnout, like pushing myself, 
and I had to get something done and not because there was a deadline, but because I was just being, I was like, it has to happen. I have to be productive. I have to get this done. Then when I took a break instead and I gave myself the permission to say it can look different. And then I did some meditation. Sometimes I was able to shift and find out what was going on for me and why I was frustrated and not getting anything done. And sometimes I was like, I just need more time and that's fine. So kind of giving myself the permission to, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Nobody's watching me, how many, how much time I'm physically sitting at the computer working on something. And let's talk about that. Why, what are some reasons you see people pushing themselves as hard as they do? So a lot of times I would have an expectation that I thought that somebody else would see of me. Everybody thinks who isn't an entrepreneur thinks we sit around in our pajamas all day, (laughs) just doing whatever we want. And, And there's that option if you want it. But it seems like when you're an entrepreneur, you start taking on all these other things you need to hustle, this concept. And you need to make sure that you're wearing all these different hats. You need to network and you need to market and then you need to do client work. And then you need to go and do presentations and share your work and share your wins and be posting on Facebook and all this stuff. And it gets overwhelming. It's too much. Even if you are someone who has a nine to five job, I I have friends who have nine to five jobs and they're posting on Facebook and they feel like they need to go and hang out with their friends and then make dinner. And then they need to go and do things on the weekend. And we spend all of our time filling it with stuff to do. And we don't take that, that downtime to say, maybe that's, that's that space to say, what do I want? what does it look like for me? And burnout can show up in relationships. You know, after the holidays, I'm definitely burned out from my family mm-hmm. <laughs> or after mm-hmm. like finals week, stuff like that. The level of burnout that I got to was almost shut down. I almost didn't know what to do next. I almost walked away from my business like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And now I'm way more authentic with myself. And I realized that this person that I was trying to be, I was worrying about if people liked me And I was worrying about the right thing to say and how to ask for what I wanted and how to like manipulate and things like that. And now I'm not that person. I've been faking it for so long. I'm not that person. I am loud and joyful and some people don't like me and I'm too much sometimes. And I didn't find that out or allow myself to be that person until burnout happened. And I had to say, I want to be authentic And I'm not going back there. I'm not going back to burnout. So I had to develop some signs, ways that I know that I'm pushing myself or my expectations are too much. I was driving like two hours a day, meeting with six people, having 10 meetings, crazy amounts of of stuff that I felt like this is what an entrepreneur needs to do to be successful. And you know what? So much of this has to do with these expectations and we're the ones setting them up. And you you mentioned uh, finals week and it's interesting. I remember reading a study and it was that I forgot the percentage, but like an insanely high percentage of students have upper respiratory infections, like colds, whatever, after finals. And it's because you suppress your immune system with all that stress. So if you were, you know, really resistant to to viruses, whatever, you you know, and, and normally they could pass you by under that amount of stress and pressure, you get them. And it's so, it's just so real. So tell us some of the, some of the signs that you had mentioned, um, mm-hmm. signs that you know 
you're sort of headed for burnout and then what to do about it. So some of the signs that I know when I'm pushing myself and my expectations are just like crazy and I'm just trying to do way too much. I'm grumpy. That's one of my signs. Um, mm-hmm. When I feel like I'm obligated to do something and I don't want to do it. Uh, like go to a family event, go fill up my weekends with stuff and I just don't want to go do it. And I'm looking for an excuse not to do it. That's normally a sign that I need to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm overcommitted. And if I continue doing it and I push through, I'm going to be frustrated at the event and I'm going to bring negative energy and everybody else will feel it and it won't be good for them. It won't be good for me. Okay. So that's so important what you just said, because I think also, and I find this particularly with women, we find it so unbearable to say no. And we have this like yes and no confusion, right? Like we say yes to all the things that pull us away from self-care and priorities. And then we say no to all the things that just make us exhausted. And, And I found a way around it. Now, here's just a little something, and I hope this helps everybody. Yes, it is excruciatingly painful to say no to somebody. But here's the thing. For that minute that it's painful to get those words out of your mouth, look at what you've secured, Right. I mean, yeah. so so if you can you can handle that minute of, uh oh, this is going to be uncomfortable because this person expects this of me and I, let me just do it. And I say, no, yes, it's very uncomfortable. But now you have your free time, whether that means rest, you're reading a magazine, drinking a cup of tea, hanging out with your friends, friends, whatever it is that makes you happy. So so it sounds like saying no was a big thing for you. It's huge. And I found that I used to feel so guilty whenever I said no. And the way I was taught this at one of my personal development seminars, that if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for them. It's Mm. not good. I don't have to fall on the sword. Being an oldest child, I've fallen on the sword a lot, right? So I felt like I had to keep doing that. And as the head of a family or a spouse or whatever, we have those, we put those expectations on ourselves. I need to do this to show my love to show that I'm worthy of receiving love, whatever that is for you. And it doesn't normally have to look that way. It can look different. So so how do we manage those expectations, handle the guilt? I know guilt, I'm like wired for guilt. That is just, I mean, that is a work in progress for me all the time. But how do we, how do, we do it? So, so we say no to protect our own health and well-being and sanity, and, mm-hmm. and deal with that deal with that guilt and deal with that saying no and lower the expectations, not because we're lazy, but because we, we care about ourselves too. What do you suggest? So the first thing is that you need to take some downtime. It doesn't matter what, when it is, how much it is, whatever it looks like. Like if you could take a weekend, great. I'm assuming in the beginning we're all super busy. So maybe half a day on a weekend, even an hour for yourself. And you haven't committed to anything during that hour, right? And you take time to do something that gives you energy. And I don't care what it is. If you sit on the, t- on the couch and just watch TV, that counts as long as you have energy afterwards. If you feel better and have energy afterwards, you're doing it right. So the more energy you have, the more you're filling up your cup. And then you can give more energy to other people. And you can start to identify, this gives me energy and this doesn't give me energy. And then take the things that don't give you energy and release them, whether they're people events, things you're doing, commitments, whatever they are, you start to learn to listen to yourself when you can identify, I have higher energy here and I have lower energy there. So I'm going to say no to the low energy and I'm going to say hi to the yes energy. 
Mm. So, okay. yes to the high energy. <laughs> right. I got you. So I know there, there are some of my listeners are just, they're like, okay, so now here I am sitting on the couch. The guilt is overwhelming. I, I mm-hmm. know I, I struggle with that too. What do you say to him or her? There's that person who they're like, okay, I could give this a try, but, and I know I need it. I know it's good for me, Ugh, but it's just, it's the guilt is just getting me. What do you, what do you say to them? So then they get to think about, okay, are are they creating like a list of things they should be doing in their head? And if that's what's happening, then write the list down and set it aside, right? So just get it out of your head, write it down, take a rest, get it out. If you're doing, you're taking this hour and it's in your house, then go do it someplace else. If you feel all these obligations in your house, then go to a coffee shop, go outside, go someplace that you can't physically do those things. You can't clean your house. You can't feel guilty. You can't do that stuff. Now there's some other things that sometimes happen if someone else has said, oh, well, you're always lazy. And then you go take this hour for yourself out in the wilderness. You could still be thinking those thoughts to yourself. Mm -hmm. So the important part is that you recognize you're having those thoughts. So then you can say, okay, hey, I want to maybe journal about it. Or you talk to someone that you care about who will just listen to you or you work with a coach, or you meditate on it, whatever that is, you can start to see how often is this guilt showing up in my life or this phrase that I keep telling myself. One of the things that shows up for me is that I feel like I need to be useful in order to be loved. So that motivates so many things that I've done in the past. And it still shows up for me. It's a pattern that I'm trying to shift out of and change. And be sure not to be hard on yourself when you recognize these patterns that are showing up. Because they served you in the past. You survived, right? So they got you some results. It may not be one that you wanted, but as you're talking about, Debbie, sometimes we don't do things that are the best for us, but they're comfortable. That's right. where we're at. Yeah. They're, so when they're you're just shifting, familiar, sure. When you're shifting that pattern, then you recognized it. That's a huge step. You recognize something that's going on. Now you get to shift it and you get to see, okay, I'm going to create this little experiment. And I'm going to see how often does it show up during my week? I'm going to make a note on my calendar. Every time I think in my head, I feel guilty about not doing that. And then be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling guilty about not just my house. I'm feeling guilty about my business and my relationship and all this stuff. And some things will start to come out of that. I don't know what they'll be for you. They're different for everybody. But find someone who can help support you through that process because it's really important work. And you don't get to be hard on yourself for that. You're right. growing. And, and you know, and guilt seriously is one of the most useless emotions. It really does yes. nothing except create illness and disease. But uh, easy for me to say, I know it's like, that's the one I struggle with. <laughs> it's, it's awful. So work in progress right over here. So you know what, what, let's, let's just do this. What do you want to make sure everybody knows before we wrap up about self-betrayal, about taking care of yourself, about burnout? I think the most important message that I want to share with everybody is that you don't have to be in burnout to be successful. And I want to shift our culture from saying, oh, I'm so burned out. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted all the time. I'm going to go grab another coffee to, oh, I took care of myself today and support each other for that instead of being like, oh, that's weird. Or you should feel guilty. or like, why aren't you doing useful things? be excited about, I took care of myself and sharing that with other people being like, I took care of myself too. Let's support each other in practicing daily self-care. 
Oh, I love that. And you know what? Isn't it so weird how we're it's somehow it's like this badge of honor about how stressed we are, how little we sleep, how hard we work. It's like bizarre. Yes. yes. Right? It, it, why are we not celebrating how great we feel? I mean, <laughs> to me, that just seems right? like we have it just just all backwards. So, Nicole, that's wonderful. So where do we learn more about you? Where do we go? You can go to my website, myintuitioncoach.com. On there, you'll find there's a, a really quick two-minute quiz, Are You in Burnout?, that you can take. And if you're ready to get more support, you can uh, attend a weekly webinar that I do, or you can go to um, my apply page and set up a strategy session. Okay, wonderful. Nicole, I want to thank you so much. Burnout is real, everyone. It is real. I've experienced it more than once. It's exhausting. It's absolutely debilitating. You don't know what the heck is happening to you. You feel like your body is betraying you. Your mind is betraying you. You with the own, your own expectations are betraying yourself. But the beauty of it is you can heal from all of it. I mean, you really can. And and when you <laughs> see what caused it, you can turn it all around. And, and wonderful people like Nicole could show, show you just how to do that. So, Nicole, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. And I know you helped so many people. Thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. So just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. Such a great reminder that we can only take on so much before the body prevents us from taking on one more thing. Pay attention to those signs because if you ignore them, they'll only get louder and louder until you're forced to stop and listen. Stay in touch with Nicole by going to myintuitioncoach.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Burnout is real and it takes a lot to recover from. It can also be prevented. Whatever drove you to think you had to work that hard, conditioning, approval, acceptance, or you just took on way more than you can handle, burnout gives you a great opportunity to learn from it and make the changes you need in order to live a more calm and balanced life. This always reminds me of that deathbed conversation where at the end of our lives, we're talking about what's most important to us. I'm pretty sure no one ever said, I wish I sent out more emails or... I should have posted on Instagram more. You get the idea. Now, this stuff is hard, so let me give you a gift. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.